0: What is up, everyone? This is Sarah G, and it is Gen Z Gab. Let's get into it. There has been so much going on, and I want to do a Monday Mood. Obviously, I am going to talk a little bit about Black History Month, and then some of the people that are currently making strides in Hollywood, especially, and obviously some of the better-known, too, now. And I know I talk a lot about Abbott Elementary, but I cannot get over how much I love the cast, and again, how much Cheryl Lee Ralph, her words have motivated me so much lately that she. Just again deserves another shout out, but Quintina Brunson is phenomenal, and she wrote Abbott Elementary. Based it off, she was on BuzzFeed. I also want to talk about Tyler James Williams because he's also an IBD Crohn's warrior. And I know people are gonna say, "Why does that matter?" Here's the thing: as I've mentioned, I have some health problems myself, and one of my really good friends, she is a Crohn's um, warrior as well. So it's just. It's great to see it be discussed more. The fact of the matter is, yes, both of us that suffer from the stomach problems are um, white, but it's also the well-known in our populations more. And I think it's a good idea to talk about it, create awareness that uh, POC... And um, African-American men, black men, uh, it seems, and I can put the article in, that they uh, are getting under-diagnosed with it, and it actually seems to be very prevalent right now. So I just wanted to mention that quickly, as well as I wanted to talk about, you know, the Wakanda Forever and Angela Bassett. So, yeah, I just thought we'd start on a high note there with some amazing people that have mentioned before. Also, I want to get into just quickly, if you follow on TikTok, Megan Von Hoy, please consider keeping her family in your thoughts. I think a lot of people know her as the, the The 30-year-old with the 93-year-old grandpa, Her having the sweetest text exchange between her and her grandpa. Her grandpa, unfortunately, passed away on Friday. And if you've been following her, you understand the whole deal. But anyway, just please keep her and her family in your thoughts. I really enjoyed it, especially because, again, it was another thing that helped me get through my own grandpa's death. And yeah, so I just thought to mentioned that in the beginning. And I think about a lot of people just, you know, connecting through the internet and not everything is like mystical, magical connection besties. But I do think that, you know, you do start to connect through people a little bit, even if they're just acquaintances. And I do think that even for a stranger, just a message I'm thinking of you helps out a lot. And I wanted to get into as I start this is that speaking of grandpas I have my grandpa still around that I text and he makes me laugh so much because the thing is that he is like the sweetest man alive aside from this but when he texts me he now says do you know that you can speak into the phone like Things that him and my other grandpa used to get excited about with technology is just so pure. And I wanted to mention that because it can put a smile on my face easily. And I know that it was a little bit sad what I just started out with. So I wanted to kind of consider like thinking of like the small things. It's the small things that make a lot of these people happy. And you think about the world, how different of a whole world they grew up in compared to now. And I think about even my complaints, which are valid. Like again, your emotions and complaints. Are valid, But I just think about the stories that he slowly started to tell me about growing up. And I think to myself, okay, yeah, you grew up in a different time. You were doing a different thing. And now you're just sharing it all this wisdom with me. But, you know, you go from where he lives in the moment and says, why can't you just live in the moment? And I think to myself, because, well, Grandpa, uh, Papa, you you grew up in the generation before boomers. So I don't really know, but I'm just like, again, I'm five generations younger plus than you. I'm almost six, so I can't tell you, but there was a lot of decades that happened, and it's still evolving, and I probably will. What I've realized is... That there is going to probably be, you know, a moment where I wind up like that later in life. And you start to wonder when that is. I constantly am saying how old I feel, but then I start to see, like, what I've been talking about with some of my guest hosts, etc. You see that that's not all it is, and you're still young, I also know that the Wizards of Waverly Place podcast premieres today, and that was my childhood, in case anyone's listening from that. I also know that if there's a between rewatching with the cast of Wizards that and listening to this, I understand I mean, I still hope that you'd listen to my podcast, but I completely see, I mean, everything is not what it seems. And let's face it, I'm going to be tuning into that as well. So that'll be cool. Again, I really love Jennifer Stone, how she's like managed to combat her autoimmune disease, something that, that, you know, I can understand and she went to school to be a nurse now and she's still acting like she's got it. I mean, she doesn't have it all figured out, but she's got a lot going for her. And, you know, I mentioned a lot of critiques about some people on here. And again, I'm sorry, but again, this is how I see it as an outside perspective person. But again, I do admire, you know, the vulnerable podcast for talking about these kind of topics and again Chrissy Carlson Romano and Allison Stoner are doing a great job at spreading that awareness. Allie and AJ also talked about it recently on a podcast, Child Startup. I think that we really do need to listen to them, like Mama Uncharted said, about what childhood fame does to you. Now, again, some of them did probably at first want to follow the trends of like making an Instagram for their kid, but then privatizing them, which is so great. I also noticed Michael Yo did the same thing for his kid. Now, I didn't want to go and follow it, but I just sometimes look to see like which accounts are private versus public because I'm trying to see which ones you know are protected because we need to consider that when you look at all these new influencer kids Jenna Alpha Honey Badger kids And I wasn't going to spend a lot of time on this, but again, because I follow so many of those accounts that talk about child exploitation and influencer culture for younger family vlog type people, I just consider taking that all in and reassuring, like, and I always question myself, kind of... How much, because there's other accounts that I follow, whether it be bilingualism or or something like that, where I'm trying to make sure, like, it's how much is too much are they showing of their kid, and it's not... all me judging the parents and it's just more of like a, how much because you know that's the hard hitting questions that they start to ask and I've had to unfollow some people because they did a diaper commercial with their baby who's not even an hour old and then they start not that there's anything wrong with sharing your journey but there's sometimes I think a little too much medical things that come out, and I do truly adore when, you know, the people who have their kids with San Filippo, they don't share too much, they share about the disease, but they're not sharing their kids on their bad days, they're not trying to under, like, trying to show all their medical moments. I didn't get that yeah, Siri, you didn't get that because you don't get it because you don't have a brain. Uh, That part will probably be edited. But I think that that's just like an important part that we do not discuss enough about how it truly probably will affect these kids. And when it's creating awareness for again, like a rare disease or creating awareness for a disability, I've actually noticed a lot of the moms are not in the creator fund as well. And I just think that we need to consider that. Now, again, I'm not a parent. I'm not trying to offer up anything, but I see a lot of kids who come out of this like first round of family vloggers who have now said some things, especially like separately, but 19 kids and counting when you want to talk about ginger speaking on like her whole situation and the family you think about that as well too because that's in some ways what the kids of these family vloggers are going through and i also just thought about that because again this is a lot to digest obviously and i go in different directions but i just wanted to mention it again because i think that you know reddit drama you know twitter drama all this stuff and vlogging and just finding out all this stuff going down the rabbit hole is one of those things that sometimes I think it's good to have a little bit of that information, but honestly, to spend all your time and energy on that, that's not healthy either. And I just wanted to discuss it because it's kind of like, you know, you're addicted to your phone, you're addicted to all these social media applications. And then at the end of the day, you're like, I really don't care. But then the fact of the matter is you do. The fact of the matter is I care still enough. I may not have a Reddit account, but I go on Reddit, but I don't try to You know, fall completely down the rabbit hole, like I said last week. But I think it just goes to show no one's immune to it. And I also know that we're constantly growing and trying to figure out our next step. And I just wanted to emphasize some of those quick topics before I completely move on and talk about, like, again, how excited of new TV shows that got renewed for more seasons. I quickly want to talk about Bird Patrol. It's an amazing show. It should get a season two. It was made by schoolyard production, schoolyard TV. It's a media company that's Smaller, truly phenomenal how they work with creators, and they're trying to make very quick very subscription free type media and i wanted to talk about it because again i've been following i watched the first i watched season 1 all the 10 episodes they're all under 15 minutes and i just truly wish that there was a season 2 unfortunately i'm someone too broke to do that so i decided that i might as well just talk about it it is Very funny. Obviously, think of like Reno 911, Tacoma, FD, if you're thinking in that kind of realm, some of that true TV type of media comedy. It has a lot of creators, comics and some influencers that are in this show. And I think that, you know, everyone who hasn't seen it yet should go and check it out. It's available on YouTube for free for anyone. It's also on Amazon Prime. If you have a subscription. And I think that one of the things that I like about this is that it's run by a lot of people from the industry. Like I said, the cast and crew look phenomenal in the show. And I wanted to highlight just some of the key components that I've seen. Again, I'm sorry if I did not catch everyone. I want to support everyone in the best way possible, but I'm gonna talk about some of the owners, some of the creator of it, as well as writers, again producers, if I miss you I am so sorry but I'm gonna highlight like the top five people I know of and again I am only keeping up with this apology because I know that there's more people behind the camera than even just these five people or more than five people that are in front of the camera so to make it all possible I just wanna say if you haven't had a chance yet please Go and follow them on Instagram. They're even on LinkedIn. So if you're someone who is into that, as well as TikTok, Twitter, go for it. I will say that I love the character. The two characters I want to return more than anything, aside from, you know, the over the top two white dudes that got in a fight with Alex over the character over, you know, who was the whitest, which again, that's irrelevant and kind of. St- stupid, which was the whole point. I get it. Again, go and watch it. Viewer discretion is advised if you are under the age of probably 15, just FYI. It has some key components with the people who are the writers and director, Sean Harris, as well as Brennan McCall. And Kate McCall, and again, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. And Fashelle Lawrence, who actually plays another iconic character, which you probably already know is going to come back just because of the way that he was heckling one of the poor security guards. Although it is hilarious. Again, if you watch the squatty scene, you'll know what I'm saying. Aside from you know him. Fighting with a 10-year-old who's trying to sell lemonade which I mean she does deserve some of the stuff because she was throwing it out and dishing it out like this kid was over the top like typical suburban like again it's totally such a mockumentary type deal his co-worker told him to sit down gear up with this character named squatty and of course here's the thing and i'm not gonna get too much into it but when you tell a white boy especially that you know not to do something or you're gonna get hurt or whatever here's the thing there is the stupidity of the human race and then there's the stupidity of a 20 something year old white boy who thinks that they can do whatever like again 15 to 25 year old males White males, prefrontal cortex is not fully developed. Teachers have talked about that That is the thing. So what does he do? He walks up to, you know this character, and gets beat the shit out of him. He gets the shit beat out of him. And again, it's hilarious because it's playing up again, that whole situation. And before anyone says, I know that there's delicate things that are going on in the world and that I could talk about as well, but this is just, I just, I am sorry, but it is hilarious. And yes, this is the third week that I'm talking about that 70s show, but it got, or, and that 90s show, sorry. That 90s show the problem is that I can't help myself I love that 90s show I keep it on repeat and you know I am glad it got a season two and it's gonna be 16 episodes and I just don't think it's getting enough credit and I mean there's a lot of credit but I keep seeing people begging on it and of course again it's not gonna be like the original but that is completely fine Again, the only thing that would make this better from, for Netflix is if they renew Ginny and Georgia. Cause again, I need to know what happens with, you know, Abby's whole situation. Needs, she needs a better interest. Max's growth this season was amazing. We obviously need to know what's going on with Georgia. We need to know like how Zion and Paul's bromance will survive her being in jail and what the hell is what with Joe's backstory. And before anybody says it, yes, I'm still not fully Team Joe, only because he still seems a little bit too sweet for her. That's all I'm going to say. I know he did sketchy things. And for everyone pulling up the Degrassi, like I've said multiple times, it is hilarious to see the two different sides that were, yeah, but... And maybe bringing that to light. But again, I do think that they just need to bring someone different in for it. I definitely think Padma should be a lead role in season three. And I just want them to expand all those friendships again. I truly adore Bracia and Max's friendship the most. Like, again, I do really like Bracia and Ginny's. But I think that Bracia... And Ginny call out Max more, and I think that Bracia also is not afraid to call out Max anymore. Well, she's never really been, but she's you know not going to be afraid to hold back per se. Plus, you know, they both got their um, boyfriend girlfriend through each other, help out wingman type situation wing woman. Think of some other shows that I could talk about because again, I talk about so many things on here and I, so many things that I've been enjoying. I'm definitely going to watch Minions Rise of Gru. And before anybody comes after me, I'm sorry, but I love the Minions. I know Dan Powell, and Meyer did not create them, but that is a movie I definitely need to watch soon. I'm trying to think of some other ones, but the week of just trying to, again, figure out my next step. And I know I talk about this constantly, but it's true. I've just been Trying to, you know, not let the stress of TikTok potentially closing down wear me out. I've been trying to do more of a, you know, lighthearted 2020 2019 vibe where, you know, it wasn't as serious. I really appreciate creators, again, like Ethan Trace, though, that is calling out all of this, like, you know, toxicity, love, hate with this app because we truly do seem like very connected very chained to the screen there but it's also because we create a lot of people lots of good things and I do truly think that you know sometimes it does get overwhelming when you find out that TikTok does this thing like where they decide whether or not your video will go viral. And again, I've been having a lot of fun lately doing the dupes and doing the reactions. And you know, again, I can't begin to say how how hilarious it is that you can do dupes so easily like i don't think people realize that yes it takes time to kind of get the pictures together and get the but it's so easy with how much um there are similarities between characters people places things, and especially in that 90s show you know who's the parallel of who Yeah. And I think that that's the thing. Like a lot of these creators, also though, some of them do voiceover, some of them do, you know, original sketches. And I think that to be bombarded over by ads and other type of things, I can see how frustrating it is. Cause even I work on my podcast too, like it spends hours But, you know, it's still a shorter podcast, so I can't even imagine, like, how much different effort and editing goes into some of those videos, like the voiceovers, et cetera, or cosplay or the, you know, original sketch that are, like, short films So I do want to say for anyone that's feeling underappreciated right now, I do see you. So if you don't follow her already, go and follow Makeup by Monica. I think I've mentioned her a little bit on here, but I recently found her. If you're someone who has neutral undertones slash olive kind of, but not warm, go and follow her. She gives a lot of great insight to that, especially if you are a deeper skin tone. Uh, She makes a lot of things more brown girl friendly. And I think that that just shows like the level of non-diversity that we have in makeup and that it needs to change. She's one of the few big er, creators that are talking about this and truly, 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 I don't know where I would be without like her knowledge on neutral Tones, and I know people are going to say, but Sarah, like, why is it such a big deal? Here's the thing as I've talked about in many things, I cannot find very good shades to wear when it comes to uh, foundation, etc. And I've talked about this where it's either too green, too orange, or too. Red and that that just doesn't work, and a lot of times people need color correctors, etc. And yes, it's not as bad for me, but I truly have not found a single person that talks as much about neutral undertone with some olive in it, and it's just I don't know, it's just phenomenal, okay? Like, I just Truly, truly could not recommend her anymore. She is fantastic, and and she also brings on some of her other friends and shows different sides of how different makeup looks on different people. So, yeah, just give her a follow like I said, I've probably mentioned her within the past couple weeks, but if you have not followed her yet, go for it. She beats out all the typical over the, uh, well-known ones out there, if you know what I mean. And moving on, I am going to talk a little bit about my heritage experience of getting my Luxembourg passport, and before anybody says yes, I still have to go to D.C., I still have to figure out everything else. But I'm super, super, super excited because I am officially a citizen of Luxembourg. Yes, I'm an eighth. I've talked about this before. My great-grandma was 100%. No, I don't speak the language because not anyone anymore speaks the language. Yeah, they're trilingual over there. It's, again, really, really, really hard to, you know, navigate that a little bit. But I'm fluent in Spanish. Even if I don't pronounce everything 100%, I'm fluent in Spanish. I will try to learn French. I can read French, at least. I knew what the document said. And, you know, if you're anyone who's trying to to teach their kids a different language, congratulations, go for it. I personally know that even if I did speak French, it would have been like an older dialogue, so that in and of itself would normal or the more tradition less traditional, more temper contemporary version., oh, why can I not talk? That's the thing. I'm trying to think of the the more modern version of French is the best way to put it. And, you know, there is some words in French and English, like I've talked about in my past podcast, if you want to go and check them out, where it speaks a lot on that. But I do think that, you know, I'm super excited. I'll be sharing this journey even more so. I'm glad I get to talk about it with you, as well as, you know, just a lot of other things have been popping up for me. And so as uh. We kind of wrap up this week. I do want to talk about how I got my Luxembourg citizenship and I'm beyond happy, grateful, you name it, to have it. I also want to talk quickly about how much, again, I love the Grey's Anatomy's new interns. So I guess I can start with the Grey's Anatomy New Interns. Again, I love all of them, even Blue. Like, I know I had a love-hate in the beginning, and I'm still trying to figure out what the hell's going to go on with everything. I'm also—I see you and your sketchiness, Justin Chambers. I see you. I see you, Karev. I see you. I really do. And I know a bunch of other creators do, especially Mama Erin, who's way more obsessed with— What's going on? But it's are you going to be the interim chief? Are you returning? I know you're not returning full time, but what you doing, bro? What do you got going on? You can't just give us a little taste and a little bit of teasing and sending all these like open ended messages. Like we know something's up, and it's it's like it's season seventeen all over again. When it was bringing back Lexi, bringing back Mark, bringing back Derek, bringing back George. What's your angle? And then other people are saying that they saw Sarah Ramirez being on there. They are gonna be rejoining potentially, as well as Jessica Chapsa, Capsa, Jessica Capshaw. Seriously, what? You better not be playing mind games on me, people. You better not. You better not. And also, I at Station 19. I already saw that intro. I saw that little preview of what's gonna happen with Maya and Karina, Marina. What the hell is gonna happen to that? Because they're 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 giving us so much energy and so much little bits and drama and pieces speaking of drama and pieces here's the thing i know i shouldn't be going off on a tangent a side note but everybody knows that that's the adhd live with it live without it i don't know for here it is definitely going to be a Again, still a main topic of my life. But can we talk about again, Kirby Johnson, one of my favorite TikTokers and her mom P. By the way, again, you guys are free to be on here anytime you want. Definitely want to find out more about your interesting life's lives. Again, love how hilarious everything is, but again, she told, Kirby told a story about her overdramaticness winding up, making her doctor super concerned about herself, and yes, I know I have a lot of Energizer Bunny, really dramaticness in my voice and the way that I talk. But I just wanted to say, if you guys have not seen that video yet, obviously go and see it, and it, it explains so much of, like, what you should and should not say at a doctor's office. But also, as someone who lives with chronic illness like she does, doctors understand why she said that. So, here, there, everywhere. I also wanted to touch on the fact that Laura High and a bunch of her sperm donor uh, donor conception group of friends got their bill passed or are working on getting it passed there's so many so many amazing creators I have to check on quick but it's not just her but she obviously like I mentioned last week was running around like a sperm she continued to interview people as just a little bit of a sperm donor or a sperm sorry not sperm donor but she was running around the White House being just a typical sperm um she just needs some to dress up like an egg and then that will work out in the end so yeah if you guys also haven't seen like again dr jennifer lincoln dressed up as a vag which i know isn't always the most beautiful thing but honestly if uh those two would ever team up for a collaboration in like the fertility industry i'd be okay with that but yes i have to think about this quickly but um I don't want to butcher anybody's name, but Laura High and some of her her donor, donor donor-conceived friends were around doing this past week a lot of good work. So yes, I'm looking at my phone. And if you want to know more info, follow her on Instagram and TikTok. So, she was working with E. Wiley, David Barry, and Miaba Ballard. and just so everyone knows uh, they're phenomenal, all of them working together and working in the White House, fighting for this to be passed, so just wanted to put it out there if you want to know more info. Again, I've mentioned her multiple times, and she has been on the podcast last month, or two months ago, sorry, back in December, where we talked about her own, you know, her own journey to becoming a content creator, as well as her life as stand-up, her grandpa's story, and so much more, but as I conclude that little ordeal, I'm going to end the podcast with, yes, I became a Luxembourg citizen, and yes, I'm listening and re-watching a lot of things on Netflix in French now. Will I get fluent? Probably not. Do I understand it? Yes. Can I read it? Oh, of course course, it's very similar to Spanish, but my pronunciation is off. Today at work, I had to pronounce something that was more Italian, and I completely did the double L as a Y. You know, it was the whole vowel thing, and it just did not work out. And I just felt so dumb. And then I remember, you know what, Sarah, you defied the odds because you didn't go to an immersion school. You didn't. You minored in Spanish. You studied abroad. You did what you could do. And Yes, you're fluent, you're bilingual, but obviously nobody's perfect and you just have to keep up with things. And as far as being a heritage speaker or not a heritage speaker, everyone who spoke French in your family stopped. So learning it as an adult is a lot harder, obviously, but I'll probably get there. Or work on it and so on, so forth. This has been this week's episode of Gen Z Gap, and we will see you soon.